What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Mallory, the chosen one, but I'm still down to have a little fun. This is the Yahweh or Yahweh podcast, a safe space to have conversation without condemnation for our generation. And today, we got my dad on the set. In honor of Father's Day, I had to bring my dad on, y'all. It's lit. He can't hear the sound effects because he said he was not wearing them headphones, baby, because his hat was too sharp. He said he wasn't going to do it. So it's Father's Day in honor of Father's Day. Well, it's not Father's Day today. We're potting and Father's Day is next week. But this episode drops after Father's Day. If your daddy's still alive, love on him. If he, if you wish him a heavenly happy birthday, still love on him too. So I got my daddy in the set. Daddy, introduce yourself. Tell the people what you know. Tell them what you do. Tell them everything about you. I know you served in the church for a while. So just give them the rundown. Give them the backstory in a summary like way. Well, well, well. <laughs> well, uh, I'm a journeyman. A journeyman, a master of all, <laughs> a jack of all trades, they say, and a master really of none. But I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a true believer in Jesus Christ, for one thing. I can Come say on. a lot of things, but... Um, I like literacy. Mm-hmm. I like English. I like history. Mm-hmm. And uh, I majored in those subjects. But uh, the best book ever written to me is the Bible. Come on now. So, and then too, um, I guess if I had a theme or a motif, it would be the only things you do in this world, in this on this earth. It's the things that you do for Christ that's really going to last. Period. And my ultimate goal is that when I'm trying to enter into the gates of heaven, I do not want to hear these words. Turn away from me, you worker of iniquity, for I knew you not. I know that's right. So, you know, being on the front line for Christ, you know, is about one of the main things that's really in my life now at first. I know you talked about um, being... Uh, you was you said you wasn't a deacon. You was an usher. I remember growing up and seeing you on the usher board. What is the difference between the two? Like, what's the difference between an usher and a deacon? I never understood that. Well, you know, an usher is it's a it, an usher could be an usher in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. An usher could be <laughs> an usher in mm-hmm. a sports arena. But an usher in the church, is it's the same function. One who sees you in, mm-hmm. one who seats you appropriately, mm-hmm. and one that keeps order. They're the people that pass out the tissue when you cry. Exactly. Okay. Or hand out like the helpers. programs. Oh, okay. Or they, they sort of like, you know, they dictate mm-hmm. the, uh, the tempo mm-hmm. of the audience. So they, what's the deacon do? Well, a deacon attests to the preacher's word. Mm-hmm. He's the first thing. A deacon is the backup. It's the preacher's backup. So, like, with the ones who be like, preach, pastor. Preach, pastor. Come on, say it, boy. Anybody Tell can do again. that, though. Like, not what's their other that. roles? Well, not just that. You know, deacons, they they have Alternative Sunday where mm-hmm. they bring the devotions. Mm-hmm. And the deacon board is, like, a, is the advisory board to mm-hmm. the pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, the pastor and the deacons, they meet quite often mm-hmm. to stay on the same page, you know, to format the church. Mm-hmm. Having been in the church all my life, all Period. my life, thanks to my mom. And, uh, <laughs> well, after a while. Shout out to Grandma. Right. After a while, you kind of take it up on your own. Yeah. So, you know, being led by the Holy Spirit, you know, I, I hung around the church and I got a chance to see how the church works. So, mm-hmm. How many years were you a deacon? Well, usher. 25 years. 25. And I've seen a lot of deaths. 
Oh, no. And then she was called on, by the way, now that you bring that back up. For funerals? Exactly. Oh, that's sad, then. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be an usher. Exactly. You have to work with funeral homes. I got 25 years worth of Russian flowers after the sermon. And the uh, funeral home mm-hmm. officials are beckoning for a body pastor. Mm-hmm. And so am I to Here run those flowers from the casket <laughs> to the hearse outside mm-hmm. waiting. Are y'all the, no, that's the pallbearers of the family. Well, Never mind. Um, we I was run flowers. Yeah. We run the flowers out. We pass out the programs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I said, you sort of keep order in the church. Crying babies got to be silenced. Do, they, do y'all get paid? No. Oh, no. We work for God. I know that's right. Come on, Jesus. We work for God. But, you know, again, I've been in church all my life Mm -hmm. and uh, just seeing the way the church work. And it's more than just that. It's more than just that. It's your love that you got for how the word affects you. I love that. So we're going to slide into these topics, y'all. So we got some good topics today. Like I said, I got my dad on the pod. It's always a good time when they come on. Y'all saw my mom last season. So I got my daddy on here on season two, period. So our first topic is having childlike faith. We talk about this a lot in the Christian community because... It's all about a surrendering that has to take place when you're actually like laying down your life and walking for God and just living for him. So just having a childlike faith, what does that mean to you? That's like the rudimentary Mm -hmm. steps of Christianity or having a relationship, a personal relationship with God. Yeah. That means that. You've already, you know, that he is the supreme being Mm -hmm. and he will be calling the shots. Period. The sooner, the better you get to realizing that, you know, (laughs) everything goes to. There was a a slogan once that said, everything's made in China. (laughs) (laughs) We were such consumers of China's products Mm -hmm. in the United States. And that became a slogan. Everything's made in China. Mm -hmm. Well, when it comes to Christianity, everything goes to God. Yeah. Everything goes through God. If you don't have a relationship with him or that childlike, (laughs) that childlike, the childlike meaning that as a kid, Mm -hmm. you're automatically going to trust your parents Mm -hmm. or follow their guidance Mm -hmm. and leadership. That's automatic. You have nobody else. Well, Christianity is always one of choice. They say it's one of choice. That childlike faith, if you confess yourself to Christ Mm -hmm. and you say you belong and you're a child of God Mm -hmm. and you got a real good spiritual discernment, one of the fruits of the spirit, Mm -hmm. having a good spiritual discernment, then you know from the gate that it's an agape love Mm -hmm. that you have for your supreme being. Yeah, so it it really reminds me of a scripture. Um, I know everybody probably knows this, but um, it's Proverbs 3. Verse 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not onto thine own understanding and always acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. That's really beautiful because it's like, not leaning on your own understanding, that's that's surrender in, in, in itself. So just surrendering and coming up under God's leadership and under his wing, it's like you have to literally just stop your own agenda and like just do what he wants you to do and that is where a lot of people like have an issue that's where a lot of people are like oh i don't want to follow this way of life because it's like you can't go off and do your own thing like free will of course is a thing but it's like you can't literally 
just go off and do whatever you want to do. So, and even when situations happen to you, it's about not leaning on your own understanding, but looking to God for the answers. And I know we're not supposed to question God, but sometimes stuff happens in your life to where you're like, God, why is this happening to me? Like, that sounds like one of those, like, I don't know, the preacher was just saying, oh, you got to be crazy if you don't ever question God. Like, that's one of those rules that growing up in the church, everybody was like, don't question God, don't question God. There's literally going to be some stuff in your life to where you literally are like, God, why is this happening to me? Like, literally, like how Job went through all of that and he lost all of those things and his friends were like, oh, well, did you do this? Did you do that? They were trying to figure out the source of his agony and of his pain because they were like, you are literally serving God. You had to have done something. So there's going to be a time in your life where you're questioning God and you're asking him, Hey, why, why is this happening to me? So I really feel like this lean not on your own understanding really ties that into just having a child like faith and just trusting your father because you know that he is good. You know that the law and the plans that he has for you is good. Like Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a future and a hope. And I think that's really beautiful. So just having childlike faith is just just it's honestly I'm, I'm i'm reminded of the verse too just having faith of a mustard seed what about you i'm glad you mentioned that jeremiah even though jeremiah god knew who jeremiah was while he was yet in his mom's womb mm-hmm. so he already had his mm. future plan doesn't mean that jeremiah wasn't gonna have to work for his birthright true before Jeremiah was sent to the potter's house, he was frustrated by the people when God called on him to preach. Mm-hmm. So even though God favored you from birth, that's an extreme example mm-hmm. of God can have you already your life predetermined mm. or mm-hmm. predestined. Like literally knows the amount of before, hairs that you have on your head. Before you were born, mm-hmm. but you still have to walk through the rigors mm-hmm. of this crooked I'm not sure of the Bible verse, but it's before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew that's you. That's Jeremiah. Is, it, is that the before or after that verse? Before, that I just... that, that, that's, an example, that, that's literally in the book of Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah was predestined or predetermined mm-hmm. while he was in his mom's womb, mm-hmm. quite literally. Mm-hmm. And so Jeremiah's walk on this earth, you know, just like Joseph, mm-hmm. when he was shown his dream, mm-hmm. he had to earn those strikes. Mm-hmm. So just because God show you a vision yeah. or show you favor early on, that doesn't automatically exempt you mm-hmm. from the pressures of this world. Mm-hmm. Stay with me. Even when Jesus was baptized himself mm-hmm. in his 40 days in the wilderness, how the devil tempted him, mm-hmm. you know, and so <laughs> you got to go through this earth because mm-hmm. this is the devil's domain. Mm-hmm. Now, back to that uh, Proverbs 3 and 5. That sounds so easy. Yeah, it sounds easy, but it's really but, easy. <laughs> but trust in the Lord and all your might mm. and lean not to your own understanding, mm-hmm. but acknowledge God in all your endeavors mm-hmm. and he will direct your path. Mm-hmm. Now, the flip side is that you haven't been trusting in God. Mm-hmm. Your life has run amok. <laughs> You're in trouble. Yeah. You need God. To help deliver you. Period. My mom would say, I'd rather have God and not need him than to need him and not have him. I know that's right. So, oh, Grandma. when you look at Proverbs 3 and 5, mm-hmm. trust in the Lord and all your might. Again, you haven't been. Mm. 
you've been leaning to your own understanding all this time. And then, too, I like the way that you said, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. There's people in this earth, and we do it, too, so that are literally only trusting God for certain things because they haven't given that surrender over to God. Like, we trust God with—some people trust God more with their finances. Some people trust God more in the relationship department. Some people trust God more when it comes to, like, being on their job and, like, just other— just certain parts of your life like it's stuff that you actually trust God to do because he's shown faithful in that season but the only reason that you know from experience is because you trusted him in the first place because there's people that like I know for one thing I struggle I really struggle with trusting God when it comes to like my love life like when it comes to like my love life like we're like and and it, this is for everybody because everybody's so oh I want it my way I want this kind of man I want this kind of man but the fact that you're so fixated on your own understanding is you'll miss the blessing that comes or you'll miss what he's trying to actually give you that you're going to actually need like you may be so hung up on the stuff that you want that you miss out on what God is giving you that you will need you see what I'm saying exactly you know we can go around and around mm -hmm. but um, Bible study and knowing God's word there's a separation you got to be able to have a good spiritual discernment mm -hmm. Really, you got to have a spiritual discernment, and mm -hmm. it starts with a, a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. now, you said people always want the positive things that God has. You know, people always say, well, what God has for me is just for me. Mm. That includes the bad, too, don't it? Yeah. You know, he may have a punishment <laughs> in store for you. <laughs> Do, did you include that? Mm -hmm. See, people tend to piggyback off of those slogans. You know, mm -hmm. what God has for me is just... My mama used to tell me, you know, a blessing delayed is not a blessing denied. Mm. You know, my mama would then say, are you in any shape for a blessing? Why are you waiting? Oh, oh wow. God. I know that. Yeah, right. me right away. <laughs> so, you know, think about it. Yeah. What are you waiting on? Mm. Because he could be waiting on you to get your you act together. Have you been diligent? Mm. Have you been a good steward? Mm -hmm. See, as a veteran of the Bible, mm -hmm. and um, a Bible thumper, if you would, <laughs> I don't care. You know, I've had years, decades, almost 30 years, well, right at 30 years of Bible seminars under the best in the city. Mm -hmm. You know, usher 25 years, I've seen just, I've been all involved in the church, just mm -hmm. all over the board. Mm -hmm. But it all just comes down to, a good spiritual discernment. Yeah. Knowing when God's speaking to you. And uh, if you're out in the world just doing your own thing, like you say, mm -hmm. then you're going to get caught up. Yeah. You're going to sure. get caught up. You know, and I think that's going to bring us to our next topic. <laughs> And I don't want to get ahead. Look, I, I was going to slide to it. So our next topic is denying your flesh. This mm. is a big one because it's like a daily battle Ooh, to do that every wow. single day. Every single day. Yes. So I have a scripture for y'all. So it's Matthew 16, mm -hmm. uh, 24 through 26. So it says, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after mm. me, let him deny himself and pick up and take up his cross and follow me. And for whoever would save his life will lose mm. it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? 
I feel like that's really packed because, oh, God, it's literally <laughs> denying yourself and your own wants and your own desires is really hard. It's like a daily battle. So I feel like when we look at this scripture, if he's saying those, if whoever need, whoever wants to save their life, they will lose it because you're trying to hold on to the things that you want to do. You're trying to hold on to the things that your desires and stuff like that. But whoever loses his their life for God's sake, they will find their life. Like you will find your true purpose and your true meaning in this earth. And I think that's really beautiful. A startling example of that is the poor little rich man. Mm -hmm. You remember when Christ came to him mm -hmm. and asked him, was he willing to join him to deny himself, lose your riches? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he wasn't about to part. Tell them if they don't know the story, what is it? Well, the, the, when Christianity was catching a foothold back mm -hmm. in the day, you know, and it was really gaining popularity, and uh, a lot of the Sadducees and Pharisees mm -hmm. were losing power to this new thing. Mm -hmm. Clearly, Christianity. The followers of the way. Clearly, Christianity mm -hmm. was the thing of the future. It always has been and always will be. I know, that's right. So it, uh, it sent some of the dignitaries mm -hmm. of the time, you know, coming up, you know, <laughs> it see what it's them. about. Yeah. It intrigued them. Mm hmm. The Bible says Nicodemus came by night. What a wimp. He didn't want his constituents to, to see, see him. <laughs> so the Bible make note uh -huh. of that. that oh, never, wow. You never knew that. Like mm. I said, I studied these things for mm -hmm. years. I went down deep with mm -hmm. the word. And I'm pleased that you would have me here to clarify some things. <laughs> Just to clarify some things. Tell them the story, Daddy, because so, uh, they may not know it. So like Nicodemus, mm -hmm. the poor little rich man, mm -hmm. he had his pride. And he wanted to know more about this Christianity <laughs> and this Jesus thing. Mm -hmm. So he came on his own. Wasn't he, he the richest, like, in his city or something? Whatever he was, he had a lot of possessions, let's mm -hmm. say. And Jesus knew that he was caught up into worldly material things. Mm. And the route Jesus walking, it, it didn't favor him. Yeah. So he point blank told him, like you just said on this scripture in Matthew 20, if any man thirst after me, mm -hmm. deny himself. Mm. Pick up the cross. It just said, pick up your Rolls Royce. Oh. <laughs> and I'll be hanging out with I you. Know right. You know what I mean? It didn't say, you know, hey, man, you know, bring the Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. Because Matthew 6 and 33 says, seek ye first. The kingdom of God. And all his mm -hmm. righteousness. That's my favorite verse. And by the time he get through with you. And running up behind him, you won't be needing all this yeah. stuff. So what did you know? the rich man do? So the rich man, you know, it was a simple proposition. He told him to follow after me. Basically, you won't be needing all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And you won't. Mm -hmm. Going the Jesus route. Yeah. You know, and so Cause if you got Jesus, he was you got so wrapped up into the world, mm. that seemed impossible mm. to lose his worldly things to follow mm. you. Wow, but you were so curious about it at first exactly. until you saw what was so, at stake. So it's it's not happening. Mm -hmm. But let's stay with that denying the flesh. That's a favorite topic of mine mm -hmm. that I, uh, I've delved into for years. Mm -hmm. I found out that denying the flesh, God, you know, the Bible talks about us as being filthy rags. We're weak in the flesh. That is so true. Mm -hmm. That is so true. You remember when Paul was transformed? When, yeah. You know, when he got Paul blinded. couldn't believe that. He said, why'd you choose me? Mm. I'm the chief sinner. That's a lot of us. Mm. We done did a lot of ratchet stuff. Mm -hmm. And for God to still consider us, it's ridiculous. That's what Paul was doing. Paul couldn't believe that he had chosen. Mm -hmm. He couldn't believe it. 
that denying the flesh, I studied that in the book of Paul in his writings. Mm-hmm. When Paul started out, Paul said, uh, Is that the scripture that we just read on the last episode when he was like, For I do not do what I know to do? That, that, we literally I'm going just right said that. There. Paul said, When I try to do good, oh, I love there's that evil all about me. Mm. My God, my flesh is so used to being corrupt. Why is it like that, though? Well, it's like a daily flesh, battle. God sent you down here. This thing, let's get to it, denying the flesh. Mm -hmm. The scripture don't work on flesh. Mm. See, you were put here to have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. We're going to cut down to the crux of this thing. Your soul was put here to have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Now, whether you choose to or not, or how long it takes you, it's going to get there. You run yourself amok by not having a relationship Mm -hmm. with God. You run yourself amok. You do what you want to all of these years. You know what you're doing. Yeah. We don't need God as long as we're prospering. <laughs> That's insane. We go all by the oh, I got my God tucked away. I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. We don't do that. But when a storm comes your way, Ooh. that's just God's way of auditing you. Mm-hmm. You've been preaching and saying the name of God for a lifetime, how you love the Lord. Mm-hmm. But when the Lord sent, come down on you about your corrupt ways, and that crap you've been doing for years, mm-hmm. then you look up now and you realize that you don't have God. Your flesh, mm. see, your flesh run you amok. Yeah. See, when your flesh run you amok, mm-hmm. then you, the only way out mm-hmm. is to go through God. Yeah. That's where preaching begins. You literally have to feed your spirit man and starve your flesh. The Bible says you should walk in the spirit. Mm. And not in the flesh. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. Mm. I studied it for years. God won't hear you. Mm. He will not hear you while you stuck in your sins. Mm-hmm. He's waiting. He knew you how you got there. Mm. It wasn't even no overnight. He knew how you got there. I'm going to skip ahead and cut across the field. You remember the story of Samson? I mean, uh, uh, Solomon Gomorrah? Mm-hmm. Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, is that the don't look back or you'll turn to the pillar of salt? That don't. See, mm. see there's a powerful right message <laughs> behind these simple analogies. Mm-hmm. God is delivering you from your bull crap. Mm-hmm. That means don't look back. The city hey, of no Sodom and Gomorrah was set for destruction, by the way, mm-hmm. before uh, Abraham and his food son Lot, nephew Lot, went there. Oh, yeah. That's the story. Mm-hmm. When Abraham set out, he happened upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. That city was set for destruction anyways. And so their connection with the city, naturally, David, the city corrupted them as well. Abraham took on one of the mm-hmm. uh, floozies of the city. Mm-hmm. And married her even. Jesus. <laughs> they stayed too long in Gomorrah. So when it was time to get out of there, God came to Abraham again and said, look, get out. <laughs> like, like he came, he, he, he adhered to God's word, mm-hmm. and he got out with his corrupt wife, who wasn't exactly ready to yeah, leave a life stuff. that she lived mm. all her life. Yeah. Well, why did he tell them to don't look back? Like, that's, was it just that simple instruction? And that he just to is see a metaphor. She... Yeah. That's a metaphor. That's a metaphor for when God is delivering you. Mm-hmm. From an abusive relationship, mm. from a raunchy lifestyle, mm. prostitution, gambling, dope selling, whatever you ask him to help you to give you a hand up, mm-hmm. 
Don't look back. Mm. Why look back? I thought you wanted out. Yeah. If you want out, then take this hand of redemption mm -hmm. and don't look back. Is that why she... She looked back. When you look back, that means uh, I'm not certain that I want to Yeah, wanna I want to really be yeah, so saved from this. That's right. And that's what we do at humans and she all the time. A, she turned into a pillar of salt. We no. do it all the time. We do do it all the time. I'm so glad it's not that. God to rescue us. <laughs> I would have been a salt. In the minute salt. that he rescues us, we go to tiptoeing back. Mm. Why is it like that, though? Why do we want to go back to the, the flesh, stuff we've been delivered we're from? We're weak in the flesh. That's so the crazy. The flesh runs you amok. All of my studies has unearthed this. Mm -hmm. Scripture don't work on the flesh. You were put here once again, mm -hmm. audience. <laughs> you were put here to have a relationship with God. Period. Man's extreme is God's opportunity. To save man, mm -hmm. you're gonna run amok. So, if without, what does that mean? Man's extreme is God's opportunity. Explain that. When you've exhausted all of your running up behind the devil, period, doing all the works not of God, mm. doing what you do, living outside of His will, mm -hmm. you're gonna reach your extreme again. Mm. You were put here. To have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. There's a God in every man. Do you agree with that? Yeah. It's really up to do. you to find it. Mm -hmm. Now, you can delay it as long as you want to. Yeah. That's not a good so, thing. So, man's extreme, man's extreme. Mm -hmm. Like their extreme of sin. When you done extreme, mm -hmm. their extreme of out, sin. You can't advance without God. Mm -hmm. So, whatever your extreme is, it was nothing. Yeah. So, man's extreme. Is God's opportunity to reel you in mm, back into okay. what's real. You. Oh, I feel that. Come on over here. So there's this thing that talks about how when you've been living in sin for so long that go. God turns you over to a reprobate mind. And I just heard that earlier this year for the first time because it's like when you've been doing what it's like grieving the Holy Spirit. Like because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and it's been telling you all along, you need to stop doing this. You need to stop. You need to get your life together. Like sooner or later. He's going to be like, all right, you do what you do. You'll come back. Because I got, it's not like he's like, I got other stuff to do. It's just like, you're not listening or you're not taking, you're not trusting me. And that really hurts God. Like when we grieve the Holy Spirit, it's like. It sounds like you're talking about three quarters of the world. <laughs> it sounds like I'm talking about me. <laughs> you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. That's exactly what the problem is. Mm -hmm. If you don't think you don't need God. When you, when you just got a new car, when you just won a lottery, yeah. got a new, you've been living without him all your life. Mm. Mm. And now when it's time that you need him, mm -hmm. you're not prepared yeah. to ask him. You ain't never been yeah, asked. Yeah, because now you got to tuck your tail between your legs and got to come out there. Oh, God, I know you ain't heard from me in a long time. And that's when the scripture kick in. Mm. The book of Ephesians says, so it's not about flesh and blood. Mm. Put on the whole armor of God. Yeah. See, when you're going up against that devil, you already been in his army. He done ran you amok. Mm. See, you don't run to God till you... Yeah. Your flesh doesn't run you. Did nobody do it? Mm -hmm. Your flesh ran you there. Mm -hmm. You know, redemption is four phases of to, to start the hearing from God. Let me shortcut this thing. When our flesh done ran us raggedy, you mad and you finger pointing. Mm -hmm. You mad as a big dog because that mess you was in didn't work out your favor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Marriage or breakup or whatever endeavor you mm. was in, it didn't favor you. Yeah. So you mad. Now you done wasted some years. Yeah. 
That's one and two. Now three is like you didn't do nothing. <coughs> That's insane. If you can get to three, get past three, like you didn't do nothing. God understand why you mad and you upset because first of all you were doing some stuff without him. Mm -hmm. You know you've been doing yeah. it all this time. That doesn't come to fruition. Yeah. So you're mad and your finger point. And then number three, like you didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. What's number four? Number four is you just made yourself the perfect victim. Mm. If you can look past one, two, and three. So you're the victim. Mm. But you did this. <laughs> you chose God, the path. That's when God, if you got a spiritual discernment, you stop it. One and two is for everybody. Yeah. One and two is for everybody. Yeah. Three is. Yeah, you oh, really like said, you didn't you know do nothing. Yeah. So you didn't do nothing. Oh, see, yeah. You got, that's that's, see, a, that's three, a long way to have to crawl back. Three from. is something else. Because one and two got you bad. One and two got you bad. Because you did it. Yeah, you mad. You have that flesh in the way. Mm. That flesh done ran you raggedy. Mm. That's what ran you did it. Your flesh did it. Mm. Now three. Uh, well, you didn't do nothing. See there? And some people are staying. No! They still mad. Okay, then number four. Mm -hmm. So you were victimized by it all. Mm -hmm. And you the one that did it. Jesus. So what's the chances of you calling on God to help you? None. Zero. Because you just gone. It's the pride thing, it, 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 Well, it's you should have realized that, Lord, look. Lord, help me out of this thing. I, you know. Let me, let me. Child, I ain't never do good to ask for some help. I be like, Jesus, I'm sorry. Help me, Lord. <laughs> let me, let me. You can say what you're going to say. You know, let's talk about how the flesh can run you amok. That's exactly the reason why Moses didn't want to go back down to Egypt. Mm -hmm. That's exactly the reason why Jonah told God he's not going to Nineveh. Mm -hmm. That's exactly the reason why Paul said, oh, no, I ain't going back to preach to them folk. Yeah. Same folks that I tormented and terrorized. <laughs> they going to believe, see what I mean? Yeah. Your flesh ran, you did that. Mm. See, God... We like with Jonah. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Just, all of them had hang-ups. They flesh had ran them amok. Like, much like me. Mm -hmm. My flesh run me amok. But God said, hold up. I got something for you. Mm -hmm. What? You know, you know God. In Moses' case, see, God sent me. He put Moses on the run. Mm -hmm. Moses killed an Egyptian soldier on the way out. Mm -hmm. He didn't like the way Pharaoh were coming down on his people. Mm -hmm. And plus, things were just... His people were enslaved. He got out of there. And the last place he wanted to go back to was Egypt. <laughs> and he, he was like, uh -uh. But God was like, hey, I need you to go back to what? See, his flesh was in the way. Yeah. And there's a lot of people in the Bible that when he called on. your flesh in the way, you make yeah. excuses. What? Mm -hmm. God already knew that. Yeah. He don't want to go back That's the person that I identify but, most with in the Bible, but, though. But God said, I can do all things. He mm -hmm. already know you don't want to go because the trouble you in. Mm -hmm. But this is an example for him to lift you up. Oh, wow. Past what you was. Lean mm -hmm. not to your own understanding. Mm -hmm. All you're going. See, you don't want to go because, man, Pharaoh going to get me. Yes, mm -hmm. sir. <laughs> who did I say going to send? Tell him I am who I am. Period. But you know I can't speak. Tell His him mind I am was in the way. His flesh was in the way. Mm. Stayed in the way. Yeah. Take this stick with you. That staff. Moses went down to Egypt not knowing nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But you can't go still in your flesh because he know he's going to get me. Mm -hmm. Jonah wasn't going to Nineveh. At all. Because Jonah of Tarsus and the Ninevites were at war. Mm. And the Ninevites had wreaked havoc on Jonah's people, his relatives, his mm. countrymen, 
his, his and he didn't want to be the one to go and speak out about they it. They were at war currently. <laughs> I'm a, I would have been scared too, though. I well, well like I'm Jesus. telling you how God works. Yeah. He can use you. He wants you to know. Uh, your flesh did that. Mm. Your flesh did that to you. Oh, so your flesh done got you so wrapped up that you can't do nothing for me now. Huh? Jesus. See there? You can't do like Moses. Man, I don't want to go back to And that's, that ties into the next topic. So my our next topic is wilderness seasons. Ooh. Like just being in your wilderness season. Ooh. And I feel like a wilderness season can be any season of your life. Either where you're running from God, doing what you want to do, or just anything. Like, because we talk a lot about the children of Israel, how it took They're them 40 us. years. They're, They're literally us. us. It took them 40 years what, what to supposed do. supposed to be a two-week journey. Exactly. Two so, weeks like, years. because y'all were so disobedient, so headstrong on wanting to do your own thing, so, mm -hmm. just so far removed from God's will it was it literally took them 40 years to do what they could have did in two weeks like don't let your wants get above that's exactly what God what desires for you life is about. like literally because you don't want to miss the mark that's, that's literally right. what sin is missing the mark and when you're in a wilderness season sometimes it can feel like well I want to do this and I want to do that but at the end of the day that's not God's will for you so now you're making the path that he went ahead and made straight for you you got all these detours now because now you want to do what you want to do. That's exactly it. But you got to stay focused. If you got a good spirit, it starts with a relationship with mm -hmm. God again. Of having a, and God will give you a good spiritual mm -hmm. discernment. Mm -hmm. And it's one you won't mistaken. It's one that can't. But the thing is with spiritual discernment, you literally have to stay in relationship with God and keep feeding it every day or your discernment is going to be off. Because I've been in seasons to where like, I'll be like, was that the Holy Spirit talking to me or was that just my mind? Like, sometimes I can't really decipher, like, who's talking to me or who's, like, guiding me. I'm like, is that what I want to do or is that actually the Holy Spirit talking to me or is that what God is ushering me to do? That's exactly a, that's an, a powerful example of how the flesh overpowers us. Mm -hmm. God said, I'll knock, but if you got the answer. But how do you know if you answer the phone to the right thing? Like, what if it's the devil? One thing about the Holy Spirit that's in man, mm -hmm. it's undeniable. Mm. Once you get that connection, like they say on that phone, lock me in your phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got that number now. It's going to appear as who I see it. Mm -hmm. That's an innate connection. And I told you, you were put here to have a relationship. Yeah. Because I know sometimes when it is the Holy Spirit, it's undeniable. It's undeniable. Like literally. But sometimes it's foggy because you haven't been... In worship, you haven't been like doing the things to feed your spirit, and and it literally consider this. When Adam and Eve were here, oh my God, they didn't have to do nothing. Child, and they did everything the wrong way. You see how hard headed this is, <laughs> man. You can do whatever you want to, just don't eat off that tree right there. Child. You realize how much punishment was brought on humanity behind that single act? Mm -hmm. He said, man, well, now, since y'all did that. Go to work. <laughs> have to go to work by the sweat of his brow. Mm -hmm. Enmity between that woman and Satan mm -hmm. forever. That means that Satan will go work through that woman mm -hmm. to get you for anything. He'll go through that woman the way he did on uh, 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 Job's wife. Mm -hmm. Pharaoh's wife sent him back out to go drown his soldiers. Who else? Delilah. <laughs> you know, Samson told her. <laughs> Most everybody. <laughs> he off, looked all back. 
you know, I got so many examples it's of women. It's so many examples, and they're still like. In women, see, they type women, the weaker vessel, mm -hmm. they don't mean physically. We we know it's physically. We know that. Mm -hmm. But the weak, it ain't about, you know, that it's about that evil that exists. Mm -hmm. Women are the weaker. They're easier to get to. Jesus. But I feel like that's what's weird about the culture now because, like, all of the young people that I know, like, it's way more women going hard for God right now. Like, I feel like there's a cultural shift happening, but I'm going to let y'all have that. But I do have some, like, um, just indications of going through a wilderness season. So a lot of the believers describe wilderness seasons to feel lonely. There's a spiritual dryness. There's a lack of hearing from God, especially um, lack of spiritual energy, lack of faith for sure. Mm. And basically whatever else you want to throw in the bag. So there's literally when it says a lack of, faith i really feel that because when you're in a wilderness season it's like you can't see the end of the tunnel you can't right. see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's like well dang god i've been doing this i've been doing that but at the end of the day you kind of have to retrace your steps like you said earlier and see that you put yourself in this position god gives us free will to right. live exactly. our lives but at the end of the day it's like how did you get here like literally you found yourself being turned over to your own desires. Right, exactly. You know, you know, so a wilderness season, it has to do with how close of a relationship that you have with God. Mm -hmm. Because do it take you that long to realize that? It really you, don't. That it's you just can be you delivered. just want to keep doing That's your it. Own That's thing. the powers of the flesh. You mm -hmm. see, while you were figuring it out, mm -hmm. God already done worked it out. Mm. You know, you're just waiting on you to, to do this. right and yep. get back on the path of that aligns with his will for your life. I'm like David. Mm. I'm quick. I wasn't always like that. Mm -hmm. I'm quick to go in my crying closet, mm -hmm. my praying closet, my letting go closet, mm -hmm. and that's anywhere. Because yeah. I know God going to get the way. I didn't say, Lord, help me. Yeah. I'm afraid I've. Yeah. I done jacked up. I done reached my extreme, mm -hmm. man's extreme. And I know that ain't but one way to go. Which when way is that? When you've reached your bottom, mm. man's extreme, and you're going to run there without God. It's designed for you mm. to run. Where should run? If you don't have God in your life, what kind of shots are you calling? Mm. What do you think you're going? Mm -hmm. So God just sit by and he watches you. You at the beginning of the I know. Daddy, I'm being reminded of a scripture. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. It's like literally a scripture. It's like when you're at the end of your rope. Oh, hold on. Let me find it because that's too good. Let me find it. But well, keep talking. When you're, when you're at, at your the worst, end of your God rope. is at his best because you got one more little shred. To, he already done seen that five-mile train from the engine. Mm-hmm. He already done looked five miles back to that caboose. Mm. Yes. Okay, so it's Matthew. It's Matthew chapter five, verse three. Right. Hold on. Hold on. What is this? Matthew five, three through eighteen. But the beginning of it says, You're blessed when this is the message version, by the way. I remember seeing this. It says, You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more That's of God and his is. rule. That means that it's less of you. I'm I've exhausted. Mm-hmm. All of my sins. All of my literal and it earthly didn't resources. Work. <laughs> yeah. So now, God, can you come in and take the wheel? Ew, I hate that we use God as a last resort. Sometimes. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. Like looking. he needs to be the first At, one. Matthew uh, uh, forty and I mean uh, Isaiah forty and thirty one. Mm -hmm. 
That's my favorite verse. What is that? I'm glad you said that. You said, why do we wait to the last end? Mm-hmm. What is the verse? Because say? you do. <laughs> you do. Burnt up. Through booking. Like the nut to a monk. Hashtag through booking. But the book of, 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 of Isaiah 40 mm-hmm. and 31 tells you most assuredly. Uh-huh. But those that wait on the Lord. Oh. But those, because all the rest of them done. That's your favorite scripture. <laughs> but those, <laughs> but those that wait on the Lord, mm-hmm. that, that but, mean that everybody else run off and did their thing. Mm-hmm. But those that wait on the Lord, mm-hmm. he shall renew your strength. Mm. You will mount up like wings on an eagle. Period. You will be able to run and, and not, not get, get weary. You will walk. And, and not faint. faint. See, you waited on him mm-hmm. when your life had got you down. Mm-hmm. And the coaster took you out the game. Mm-hmm. The devil got you on the oak. Mm-hmm. Don't look good. It don't look good for you. <laughs> but I'm going to call on God. Yeah. He going to renew my strength and tell me, no, no, Mr. Devil, no. You had me, but not no more. God just renewed me. I've been reinvigorated. I love that. So if y'all are going through a wilderness season, just please just do what God told you to do. And we say this all the time on the podcast. Just being obedient will save you so much time. It'll save you so much hurt, so much pain. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I love that. Obedience Obedience is better than sacrifice. That is one Right, y'all, we done had a good old time with these topics. Me and my daddy, we could talk all day. So we finna play Bible trivia. Y'all know how it goes down. We have a mixture, Dad. Since you a Bible thumper and you know what you're talking about. Since you went to college and you got your degree and you think you know everything. So we are going to mix fun questions up. It's going to be moderate, easy, hard. If you don't know them, we're going to throw a tomato at you. Okay, so what... Hold on. Okay. What did Moses receive on Mount Sinai? What did he receive on Mount? He received the word from God. God, he received instructions. Mm-hmm. And what else? Uh, the Ten Commandments. Period. Thank you. Next. So, we came across. Hold on. What is this? Oh, here we go. We come across the Valley of Dry Bones in which prophecy? Ezekiel. I tried to trip you up with that one. That was one of the hard ones. Okay. So, let me see. Who did Samuel anoint as the first king of Israel? Who did Samuel anoint? King Saul was the oh, first. Oh, daddy! David was the second one, and Solomon was the third. I know that's right. You're getting them right. Okay. So, let me see. Let me see another one. Who? This one might be a little hard. Who was the only female judge of Israel? Deborah. How do you know that? Who is Deborah? I never heard of Deborah in the Bible. I know, see that. See, he was scared. He thought he wasn't gonna no, know the I answers. Did yeah, he was. I did, I Before was we too. cut back, he was like, "Don't ask me no one." I was like, "Daddy, am I you get the, so far?" You're doing good. You're getting all the like hard ones right. Okay, so what is the name of the garden where Jesus went to pray after the Last Supper? The Garden of Gethsemane. Getting these right. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, I had to pick the hard and ones. in the Garden of Gethsemane, he told God, "Why, why would you send me here?" That said, that Jesus got tired of, along the way, mm. but not of the way. Come on! He asked God to remove this cup from extra me. Extra points. Oh, oh, and he asked him, "Could the cup pass?" That was when he was finna get crucified. Yeah, I he know, didn't know that. that the, the God, Come he on. told the prophets to wait on him. I got to go holler at my father. Here he is. Okay, so we got two more. Let me see. Um, la, 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 la. after Jesus fed 5,000 people, how many baskets of food were left over? 
of five or something loaves. It was a loaf of, I don't know, it was quite a ah, number. We got them. Yeah. <laughs> it was 12 baskets ah, left over. Okay, so last, last literal question. Oh, this may be a little hard. If you know this, you are truly the Bible thumper of the century. So what color are the four horses in the book of Revelation? Child, good luck. May God be with you. White. Black. Blue. Child, you got the first two right. I'm going to give you that. Take blue off. We got white and dark so far. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop there. Half credit. It's white, red, dark, and pale. Period. Just so it, you know, as you go about your way. Go again. Say it again for the listening <laughs> so audience. So it says, what color are the four horses in the book of Revelation? There was a white horse. There was a red horse, a dark horse, and a pale one. Mind telling us what they represent? I know Child, what. they put all that in there. Look, nah, we don't have to dive deep into that on another episode. So we going to slide into the song of the week. Y'all know I do a song of the week every single episode. And I threw it back a little bit. You remember how we used to. Man, we used to turn the choir down. I held down the soprano section real tough at uh what's the name? What's the name of church? Right. New Rice Chapel. Uh, I ain't been there in years. That's well, the church we grew okay. up at. So New Rice Chapel. So anyway, so and we I'm still there. Uh, I know that's right. I thought they kicked you out. <laughs> <laughs> so we go do the song of the week. The song of the week this week is In the Sanctuary by Kurt Carr and the Kurt Carr singers. You remember that song? We no, clap exactly. our hands in the sanctuary. We lift our hands to give you the glory. You know that you song. You talked me into it. I, I know that. That's the song where they be like, yes, Lord, for the you rest of me our into it. You talk me into All it. All right. Not a I got to start. That's not your favorite. What's your favorite gospel song? I'm coming up on the rough side. What is that? Of the mountain. I'm coming up on the rough side of the mountain. Is that a slave that's an hymn? Old, no. That's an old <laughs> gospel song that comes back from the you know 50s and 60s. I'm just saying, you said what's your favorite? Shout out to the old heads watching this episode. Y'all I'm probably know the song. on the rough side of the mountain. That song was popularized in the 70s. How I'm, old are you? <laughs> he said, I don't want to reveal that to the viewers. So we're going to slide into the devotion of the day. You did really good with Bible trivia. My daddy didn't want to wear the headphones, so he can't hear the sound effects. There's claps for you right now. We are singing your praises via Roadcaster. So the devotional of the day, it's June 15th, the day that we are potting. So y'all will see this a couple days after we film. But the topic of the day is for the devotional. It says, let's be clear. It says, but for those who follow... Who follow the true way come to the light and it shows that the things they were doing were done through God. That's mm -hmm. John 3 and 21. So it says when you're going through a rough patch, it's hard to remain clear about your direction. If your goal is to please God with the things you do and to shine your light for him, then you have to strive to make a difference to others. Even when your life feels a bit of a killer, when your day does not go well, you could spend time in your misery or you could stop everything and invite God in to clear your path. You could focus on him and not on yourself. Ooh, that's good. I really need that. It says, it's not easy, but it's helpful. It's helpful because focusing on God's wants and what others need lets you forget about your own troubles for a little while. It even strengthens and renews your spirit as you see people responding to your kindness. God sees your light shining and works to provide for your needs. As you help others, he helps you, not because you must do something for him before he'll help you, but because he knows that you'll feel better and happier as you give to those exactly. around you. It says God is clearing the way for a better 
to before a better day for you. That's a promise. It says, may God bless you, keep you and make his face shine upon you today. I love that because I was a little depressed earlier. I'm not even going to kid around. Like I was like, I do not want to part today. And I was just depressed. I really needed that. What do you think about that? Uh, well, you know, I think um, when you talk Christianity, you know, it's either you're a milk Christian or a meat one. Or a meat Christian. For me, I'm a meat. And uh, I know that the world, what the world has to offer sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it can get you down. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go so far down before I call on God. You I know, know that's I'm used right. to calling on him. And say, Literally. No. And when it said, when it said, if you fo- don't focus on your problems and you focus on everybody around you, that really helps. Because have you ever prayed for somebody, then you feel better? Like, yeah. that's so weird. Well, you know, again. To me, it is. Yeah, but it I is, guess that's it how is, it works. It you know, have you ever, though, like, felt like you were down in the dumps and then when you went to God in prayer or you prayed for somebody else or did something kind, like a kind gesture for somebody, did you feel better? That's the ultimate gesture. Uh-huh. I just told you the only work that only things on this world that you do is the stuff you do from Christ. That mm-hmm. is the ultimate consolation yeah. you get. You know, it's the small things. Yeah, and that's it, a scripture. It literally says only what you do for God will and last. And it starts with Lord help me. Mm. That right there. Help <laughs> Lord help Lord help me. Yeah. From my miss. Like, I feel like everybody that's my age, we're literally growing up and we're literally at the age where we are understanding why people used to cry at church. Like, we're understanding why people are shouting. We're understanding because it's like a growing up that you have to do. Like, you're not just growing up, like, in the world. You're growing up in your faith if you choose to, like you said. You know, um, when you see worst case scenarios Mm -hmm. of people out there that you would consider, oh, my God, I never do that. Mm -hmm. When you see that. My mama taught me and Miss Maddie, God rest her soul. Uh, rest in peace, Miss Maddie. She just passed. That was insane to me. My teacher. So uh, when you see those examples of people, mm-hmm. that mean that they do exist. Mm-hmm. And thank God, that could be me. No, for real. Never say never. That could be me. And so you look up on that situation and you like, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank Lord, help them. Because there's there's really nothing I can do about yeah. it. I'm I'm messed up myself. Mm-hmm. Thank you for allowing me to have compassion mm-hmm. and of allowing me to know when I've gone too far and to get my mind right and or to, like, to know that yeah. man you're keeping me mm-hmm. because I could be that. No, for real, it's His grace and mercy, and we talk about that a lot on the podcast. Like, ugh, and it ugh, it makes me want to cry. Yeah. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> told you I was done crying on the podcast. But yeah, if you are in a hard spot or if you are in a rough patch or you're experiencing just burnout or depression, because I feel like a lot of people are experiencing burnout right now. Burnout on your job, burnout with your passions, just burnout, like even just trying to remain social. Like if you are like experiencing that right now, just take it to God and pray to him and he will lift that. Like anytime I ever felt like I was carrying something too heavy and I prayed about it, like I literally felt like God lifted it off my shoulders. Okay. That verse you talked about when it said if any man thirst after me, mm-hmm. if it, you know you're going to thirst after yeah. me because your flesh doesn't. Literally. Me. It said, if any man thirst after me, mm-hmm. deny yourself. Mm. Oh, deny so yourself. So Pick hard. up the cross and follow after me. It's not hard, he said, Why do we think it's My hard? shoulders are, st- I can take yeah. that burden. You know, mm-hmm. he said. My burden is, he said, your yoke is, what is it? And your, your burden is heavy, light? But my yoke mm. is light. That yoke is that thing that hold those two oxens together mm-hmm. to help bind something mm-hmm. together. Oh, it, come on, Jesus. My yoke is light. See, I can take those things that got you downtrodden. Yeah. 
and you can get them to me. Mm. See, any man that thirsts after me, you got to break that scripture down. Yeah. Deny yourself. Oh, that ain't nothing. My God can fix that. Come, Come on, on out to me. I'm going to soothe you over. I'm going to take the, give me that. Oh, you're leading me give, into the give, literal give me, give me quote that. of give the me, day. Give me that burden that you can get. That, that, that's kind of heavy for mm -hmm. you. Give it to me. My yoke is light. Yeah. That's what it says. I literally came across this thing and it was just like, so this is my quote of the day, period. I'm going to just do it now. It was literally like, you're telling God about your problems. You need to be telling your problems about God. <laughs> Like, God Thank is bigger you. than all of your problems. You. And that's the He's quote of the day, period. period. So, we're going to slide into prayer cards. My daddy said, period. I know that's right, daddy. Stamp that. Stamp that. Please. We got an orange mouth veteran in the building. So, we're going to do prayer cards. You see my podcast. You watch the pod. Prayer cards. This was a big part of season one, but I'm bringing it back. So, pull any card you want, and then we're going to dissect the verse. Don't knock the microphone over because you're insane. Sure. What does it say? It's on the back. Okay. We love because he first loved us. Ah, pick another one. We did that one before. Mm. I love that one, too. Oh! That's my favorite one. I seen it. I seen it. It's on the other side. <laughs> Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. And that is Hebrews 13 and 5. Meaning that in your times of trouble. Mm, that was perfect. You're not alone. Did that again. But if your flesh stay in the way, you delay in that ship of help. You know, God knew again. It's and all, then he, oh, it's just the goodness of God, daddy. Because even when you do come back, he still didn't leave you off for Right. Something. You run off and left him. There was, oh. a there was a topic in Sunday school we stayed on. God didn't leave you. You left him. Mm. He was waiting on you. He, uh, he heard your call, but you wanted that answer so fast. Man, we talk about and that. You couldn't wait around for your blessing because your flesh was in the way. See, you got to get your flesh. Lord, I. You got to admit that you ain't nothing. Dang. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. You're fearfully and wonderfully yeah. made. You got that. That's why you, well, why you feel so upset then. Uh, you ain't never needed God. So now you need him. And now you're in a crossroad. Mm -hmm. See, until when you come to God, he don't want to hear about your accolades. Yeah. He want to hear, Lord, help me. I'm afraid I've got myself in a terrible fix. Mm. I know what a terrible mm -hmm. fix is. And it's all about, like, noticing. Help me first, you. And, that, and that's, like, literally the first cure to any problem is noticing where you went wrong. Is that noticing a, that's a problem. Is that hard for anybody to say it is? Is that the simple... Lord, I'm but my thing is, why is it so hard for people? Because God knows you. Like, like some people just don't have that actual relationship with God to where they feel like they can be vulnerable. They feel like they can be Okay, themselves. again... And I hate that. Again... You're going to come back here eventually. They said the before, before God is done, you know, every tongue going to confess. Every knee will bow and every, and every tongue will confess. Where are you going? All right, y'all. We done had a fun little episode. Me and my daddy done talked y'all heads off, baby, because we could talk all day. We can talk for hours on end. So I hope y'all got blessed by all of our topics today. But I did want to put my daddy on the spot real quick. Why must you? I did mama like that too on her episode in season one. But what's one piece of advice that you would give to me and not airing me out or anything because you're crazy? What's one piece of advice that you would give to me if you were to die because y'all getting old? And I look back on this episode and I want to remember, yeah. One piece of advice. You give me one piece of advice, and then also tell me something that you're proud of me about. Well, you you have to establish one piece of you, establish a relationship with God. 
For, that's it for me? Well, for you. Yes. I'm not just out for you to uh, stay on the front line. Period. Stay on the front line for Christ. I'm like, I know you was not telling me because I got a relationship with God. Well, I'm telling you to stay on the front line. Mm-hmm. Stay on the front line with Christ because the work that you're doing right here, you know, being a soldier, that's the ultimate. That's the only thing really going to count. You could be a professional sports player. You could be this and all that. That ain't got nothing to do with that. When your soul die and you go to the aftermath, nobody cared that you were Michael Jackson Period. or Michael Jordan mm-hmm. or the most famous person on this earth mm-hmm. or Prince. <laughs> or whoever you, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying those most famous names mm-hmm. that come up. But that relationship you establish with God in the work you do for Him, that's the only thing that really count. Mm-hmm. So count. keep going, basically. Yeah, keep doing, keep going, and doing what you're doing. And you know, my mama, she she told me that, and she's dead and gone. Mm-hmm. She's a power. The only work you, the work you do for Christ, and standing up for Jesus. When you're standing up for God, that's putting half of your trouble. Uh, well, because see, God can remove everything anyway. Mm-hmm. He gonna use. He, God works through people, mm-hmm. and if He can use you to rectify a situation, or if you allow Him to move through you, He will. And so basically, keep going. Keep going. Okay, and what's one thing that you're proud of me about? Dad. <laughs> Dad, that you. Let me tell you something real quick looked, before you say this. I didn't think my dad would watch the podcast because you're so busy, and I'm really gonna cry. Because you're, like, so busy all the time. So when you called me and you told me, you were like, I watched your podcast. I'm really proud of you, the way you, like, did the topics. And you were like, and like at the end of you, like, singing my praises, you were like, you know, you get that from me like you always do. But you were, like, literally one of the people that I didn't think would support me. And you support me the most. And I'm really grateful for that and i'm really just excited that it was this like my actual purpose that god gave me that you supported because it's been a lot of stuff that i've done that i really feel like nobody in our family really noticed but for you to watch like every single week i just wanted to say thank you and i love you well it uh you know i got a lot of disappointment in me that uh i saw my mama saw you know and uh, when i looked down on you then i looked you kind of tearing me up as well so uh, when I saw you in the podcast, damn it, that was me. <laughs> you know, I'm a showman. I can talk. And I don't know. I like to be out front. I like to think that the things I to say are coming from God and they're going to get increased. Mm-hmm. But when I saw you heading up your podcast and the way you were conducting that train, <laughs> I was pleased. I said, yep, that's my seed. <laughs> I saw me and you, you know, just like, you know, my mama, she saw her and me mm-hmm. on my Jesus, you know, coming into the Christ of Jesus. Of course, mm-hmm. we were two different people. But she saw in me some of the things that were in her mm-hmm. right off. And in you, when you commanded that microphone and the way you were conducting your show and the way you did, I was like, yeah, that's me right there. I remember you said, you were like, um, when I first get, told you the idea about the podcast before our, all of this, like, because you helped me, like, set up the sign or whatever. And, like, before any of this happened, you were like, are you sure you can run a show? You was like, how you going to make sure it's, like, no dead spots in it? I was like, I'm going to show you. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I can run this show because exactly. what I know is God. And I know I'm a talker. And you are. You, are, you proved to me. And that's coming. That's that's a good mark coming from me. 
you proving to me that shit, you can be a Mary Beth Conley. Well, I'm glad I did you good, Dad. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. I love you. Yeah, yeah. Always. You got to say it back, because what if you die? I love you. Look, I put my parents on the pod, because I'm going to play this back. Because, like, literally, I think about this all the time. Like, even if I pass on, like, Memphis is, like, really, like, people don't. Like, anything can happen to you at any time. And I just just want to leave something behind to where if I was to go or anybody was to go that I loved, I'll have that to, like, look back on and just love on y'all. But it's been a good episode. I hope you had a good Father's Day. I hope y'all were safe. I hope you just honored your parents over this past weekend. And I'm so excited for the next couple of episodes. Y'all do not want to miss the next couple of episodes. We got two more episodes before the end of the season, and we are finna turn it up. I'm so glad my dad came on the pod today. Give him a round of applause. So we are at 310 subscribers. When we get to 500 subscribers, we are doing another giveaway. If you've been rocking with me since the beginning, you remember that giveaway I did when I reached 100 subscribers. We are doing a $100 giveaway gift card if you are subscribed your name going back in the raffle i told y'all i wasn't gonna do it but i'm doing it again because we need to get this popping so i'm gonna pray us out real quick give me your hands don't knock nothing over lord thank you for this day thank you for just this time of fellowship father god for we know where two or three are gathered in your name you will be in the midst of them father god i just thankful for the community that you have shown me through this whole process thankful for the trials and the tribulations and thankful for just the rain father god because we would never be able to appreciate the sun god i just thank you so much like my dad says that we are above the ground and the ground isn't above us lord i'm so thankful i'm so grateful my heart is so full and we just ask that this message be something just to spread throughout the generations father god i pray it blesses somebody i pray you go before us and make the crooked path straight father god i pray that you continue to shine down on us i pray that you continue to be our rock father god and that we continue to build our houses upon your rock that we continue to stand strong in our faith and just proclaim your name in jesus name i pray amen i know my daddy liked to pray so i'm gonna let him pray a little bit too lord we thank you for this opportunity an opportunity that we may not ever get again we so glad to be on top of the ground. <laughs> the ground could be on top of us. But, Lord, you spared us, and we're hanging around for a reason. And that reason is to proclaim your name in the gospel. The only reason that we really should be here. But the world is corrupt. But, Lord, you're still in control. And I know that you still in the blessing business. Mm. Lord, help us to realize that while we're trying to figure it out, You've already worked it out. Mm, now, Lord, you, Lord, as we go in peace, we'd like for you to continue to be a path that light our footsteps. Continue to have us walk in righteousness. If it's in your will that we stay close to you, and we'll give you all the praise, glory, and honor. These are our blessings we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share this content. If this blessed you, share it with a family member. Share it with a friend. Share it with anybody, please. <laughs> I love y'all. It's been a good episode. Just, I don't have an ending thought. Just do what God told you to do. I, that's that, We've been saying that all season, and we're going to wrap it up. Nothing matters. None, literally, Nothing matters none of this, this matters. It's Ecclesiastes for me. For the Almighty God. Come on, and that's what we gonna leave you with. It's been a good episode. It's your girl, the chosen one, and my daddy. We out. Period. <laughs>
it talked about. I need you. I need you on this one. I need you to help me get out of this one. Yeah. I know that it may not be a quick fix, and I'm not gonna settle. So when it talked about right now remedies, so Lord, <laughs> when it talked about. Go ahead, boo. <laughs> I do use <laughs> My daddy is he can talk. That's where I get my talking side from, y'all. Y'all are seeing the actual literal side of why I have this podcast. <laughs>